I'm Jade Rose. I'm Hamish Steele. And, and welcome, welcome to the world of tomorrow! Good news, everyone! It's a Futurama fancast! And we are already in our pyjamas. Today's episode is sponsored by the spoken word album, Bender Let's Loose. Available now for only $18.95, and if you act now, you'll get this Bender figurine. And we are coming to you live from Madison Cube Gardens. <laughs> uh, today we are talking about uh, Siri Season. Sorry, this is an American show. Season 1, Episode 5, Fear of a Bot Planet. Again, conflicting information on air date. It was either April 20th or April 18th, 1999. And because April 18th is my birthday, I'm happy to say that it's <laughs> April 18th. Um, it was written by Heather Lombard and Evan Gore. And it was directed by Peter uh, Avinsnot. No, Avinsnot and Carlos Beza. Uh, the subtitle is one of my favourite ones, which is Gratuitous Alien Nudity. <laughs> and the opening cartoon uh, is a Porky Pig and Bugs Bunny cartoon, a Corny Concerto from 1943. Awesome. Um, in the previous episodes, we've uh, gone through the episode pretty slowly and then done that again as we go through the episode again. So I thought we'd just sort of summarise, if you can't remember, the basic premise of the episode. Um, um, is it my turn? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, the Planet Express crew are at a New York Yankees Blurns ball game. Uh, we'll get into that in a bit. Um, <laughs> watching the game, they get a message from Hermes. Uh, there's an emergency uh, package that's got to be delivered. Uh, they come back. They're told the package is going to this robot planet. So... Bender's going to be have to be the one to make the delivery. Uh, this just sort of adds to the sort of sentiments that Bender's been expressing since they were at the Blansball game about how robots are unappreciated. Uh, they go to the planet. Bender goes down. Uh, Bender seems to get in trouble. So Leela and Fry disguise themselves as robots to go down to the planet, where it turns out Bender's become kind of a celebrity because he lied about having killed a million billion humans. <laughs> um, they get caught out. They have to run away. And then they have a little party on the Planet Express ship. And that's the episode. Yeah. What did you think of the episode? Um, it's definitely not a favourite of mine, but there's a lot of visual humour in it I like. And um, it comes back to what we were talking about a couple of episodes ago about how Bender feels about humans. Uh, back in I Roommate. About, mm. And I think like Bender talks a good game about a lot of things, but who he actually is at his core is kind of interesting. Like how much of his like grousing... Um, anti-human sentiment is just sort of learned or performative almost I think some of it might be genuine um, but there's also a lot of stuff in this episode that feels really heavily racially allegorical and I'm like mm. well mm. to me I was I was pleased that they didn't um, make any seemingly like one-to-one -one direct uh, that is true like parallels because to me it felt more about the kind of the general feeling of being a marginalized group and that's fair. as members of marginalized groups mm. um i understand the kind of uh bender's idea of just like uh 
like fuck straight people or whatever that's true um that we often say or like uh sometimes we can be quite flippant in that kind of like kill all whatever that's true um and i think this episode does a bit to kind of maybe reassure the audience that bender's like plot isn't that he secretly wants to kill Fry and leela behind their back yeah that's that's a good point um but i abs- i absolutely agree that um it teeters on a line yeah i mean um, i'm not saying that it because we've talked before about how one of the things that makes that less discomforting is because we do see people of color in futurama it's not like there are only robots and only white people or and and then aliens, but the fact that like there's express mention of like an all robot Blurns Ball League and like they're yeah. the people that do all the late like the shitty jobs that nobody else wants to do. Um, yeah, the episode is named after a uh, album by Public Enemy called "Fear of a Black Planet." Oh right. Um, but I actually don't I don't know anything about that album, so I don't know if that is what mm. it sounds like it is. No. Um, the, um, I also read that, yeah I also read that it's based on a short story mm. um by Stanislaw Lem mm. um which is about a guy who crash lands on a planet filled of robots so has to pretend to be a robot mm. but then finds out everyone on the planet are humans pretending to be robots because they've all done the same thing oh nice um, um uh, um, another good cultural reference to the episode uh the planet that they go to uh chapek nine is yes. <laughs> named after uh karai Kapek, the czech writer who um is attributed with coining the term robot in his play mm. uh r-u-r which i actually um watched um a video essay the other day that was uh talked briefly about uh it's a 1920s sci-fi play which is just super cool but uh I'm I not love... going to try and say the check because I will embarrass myself. But the mm. translation is Rossum's Universal Robots. I love the history of like robots in fiction. Um, yes, because I'm a super super big Wizard of Oz fan, and I'm fascinated by TikTok, who mm. predates that play, but is not. He's always just referred to as a kind of a mechanical man who isn't alive. And yeah, um, doesn't robot come from? the sort of uh the words for things like servant and slave um yeah yeah like if um, you go back with the 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 root word it uh it definitely does or that's like the sort of i think that's sort of like a clumsy or maybe that's the problem with translating words from other languages yeah. like it, it, it's an imprecise thing but there's a there's a reason why a lot of those narratives have stayed the same or those themes get expressed again and again in sci-fi. That's why I don't necessarily mind the parallel because it's kind of hard to have robots in anything without discussing that aspect of them. That's very true. Um, uh, I'm also a big Janelle Monae fan, and obviously she's black and has a lot more uh, place to make these parallels probably, but um, she her kind of concept albums are all about that idea that in the future robots are this uh essentially slave race um mm. and so if we go back to the plot so it starts at madison square garden cube gardens cube, cube gardens garden. <laughs> sorry it's the, f- it's the future Hamish. Um, we're in three dimensions now i've i've actually watched a basketball game at madison square gardens oh yeah it was uh, a very because I went to New York on an art trip uh, mm. with my 
uh, art course and we all just suddenly had this idea to do it and we managed to get tickets and it was like nothing else. It was really interesting. But um, that scene seems completely unrelated, but it's there to establish uh, Bender's frustration at the way robots treated. Yeah. And there's uh, I really like when he sees... Um, the robot clearing up the beer bottle that he smashed. Yes, yes, so, yes, yes. Uh, and he says like, oh, and what a surprise. Who's cleaning up the rubbish? Not a human child. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I thought was really funny. But yeah, so let's talk about Blurns Ball. I wonder if the Blurns Ball, and because Blurns Ball is something they revisit in Futurama, um... If it would be even funnier if I had the first fucking clue about baseball. <laughs> like, we, as our accents may clue you in, we are English. I don't yeah. understand cricket, and I live in this country. Like, <laughs> baseball is just like, okay, it's rounders, but there's some other shit going on. Rounders. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I played, I, I, was a, I was on my rounders team at secondary school. Yeah. I know. I was always jealous that I couldn't do rounders because I I don't know. I guess the boys weren't allowed to for some reason. But there was That's there rubbish. was always occasionally the day when we did do it, and it was always so much better than any of the boring sports I had to do. Um, but yes, um, I think we got um, a comment um, uh, from one of our listeners about uh, this. It's just like the, uh, they finally jazzed up baseball, and Fry goes to get defensive about it and it's just like mm. huh they finally jazzed up baseball it's just like it's like yeah. a great american pastime isn't it baseball i mean mm-hmm. even like as a british person going to see uh basketball at um madison square garden like i thought i understood basketball but then when you're it felt very similar to fry's experience there were moments when so much was happening and it wasn't necessarily the game itself because like a lot of American sports, like the actual playing of the game is really short bursts. Mm. But in between that, like there was a bit when all these school kids came out and they played this weird like mini game and um, where all these like, so (laughs) these like big screens were showing the letter D and a picture of a fence for defense. And everyone was like chanting along. And it felt very similar to like, I love the bit where uh, Fry is just watching in awe of like all the stuff happening, like multi ball, multi ball. Tar- like the tarantula is my favorite bit. Comes out of the ball pen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm starting to get the hang of this game. The, the blurns are loaded. The counts three blurns and two anti blurns, and the infield blurn rule is in effect, right? Except for the word blurn, that was complete gibberish. <gasps> <gasps> Miller's on a pace to hit 70 blurns. There's lots of little gags um, at the the Blurns ball game that Mm. really make me smile. Like there's um, an alien in the rainbow Afro style wig with a Glorks 316 sign. Mm. And just like, it really makes me smile. Like Futurama's really good at the whole, the more things change, the more things stay the same. Yeah. And uh, I must say, I'm intrigued by this alien Bible that seems to have like and also has a 316 um because i'd like to know what it is 
Um, they might never have come up with it, but it that like that connotation there made me really smile. And yeah. um, we had a, another great uh, Chekhov's chest cabinet with Bender being able to make popcorn uh, inside himself, um, and then uh, uh, put butter on it by depressing the antenna on his head, and it's just like. Mm, where is the butter coming from? <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't get tired of seeing the various ways that they can use Bender's chest cabinet. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> um, I really like, there's a funny Zoidberg moment when he goes to order uh, some snacks and um, he, I can't actually remember, he orders some kind of squid thing. Yeah. Uh, but the line I really like was, um, well, let me just have one of your young on a roll. We're out of rolls. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, as if that's something they sell. And then he says, fine, just give me something crawling in parasites. Cut to them all eating hot dogs. The more um, things change, the more things stay the same. <laughs> um, and just and in, Fry's in, just, yeah, Fry's just relieved that they haven't changed hot dogs. It's great. Yeah. I, I mean, I I like that even when they do um, an episode later on, which centers Blunt's Ball, you don't mm. really get to learn the game any better it will no. always remain this sort of confusing entity with uh like a i quite like that leela is already established as a big fan of it because she's got her own score card thing yeah um okay. so it's just it's nice to learn more about her mm. um oh, we we get a thing and um i assume that um graham lynham saw this gag because they've definitely did a riff on something similar in the it crowd but which is the professor clutching his chest and like, and it's just like his pager going off. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And, and like, uh, it's a proper um, Star Wars, like, little hologram. But what's amazing is this hologram, right, I don't know how they justify it and I don't care because a pigeon is able to directly interact with the little hologram of Hermes and then fly away with it. And when we cut to planet express hermes is like covered in plasters and stuff and it's just like <laughs> how does this technology work i must know but like the idea that you literally just like send a mini version of yourself through i don't mm. know what's happening and i really like it and it's just such a fun little detail that they never explain it must be interesting because i guess you could hologram yourself to places and then like experience senses like you ah. could use it to eat or for sexy times or something i don't know it's like yeah no that's a fun just, notion i can i can actually see the use of that technology but obviously in this example it makes almost no sense um so yeah, yeah they... but why do you need to justify it like <laughs> no I, I it's always a thing i like about the show it doesn't care too much about the laws um so they go back to planet express um bender is still uh riled from the game uh <laughs> He says, like, you all think that robots are just built to make humans' lives easier. They are, aren't they? I've never made anyone's life easier, and you know it. I use um, that line so much. <laughs> it's one of my favourite Bender lines for sheer quotability, like, that I could actually use as a response to things. Oh, mm. it makes me... And um, it makes me great. And then we have this great exchange where Bender's just like, I can't do it. Uh, it's a robot holiday. It's Robonica. And uh, Hermes just like, look, I respect your diversity to the point the law demands it. <laughs> and I was just like, I that's... That. No, that really made me tick. The fact that it's coming from um, a black guy as well, who's just like the most bureaucratic of bureaucrats. Mm. It just... It's just like, yeah, no, I will respect everything and everything, your rights, up to the point where I don't have to. Um, and it's just, 
of course, like unlike uh, Zoidberg species, which are very highly coded as Jewish, mm. this is not at all Bender being coded this way because they then list uh, Rabanadon, Rabanza, yeah, um, and also Ruberculosis gets a little name drop yeah. later. But um, yeah, so uh, but Hermes just like you've used all your time off. Sucks for mm. you. <laughs> um, so yeah, then we learn about Chapek Nine. Um, mm-hmm. Coincidentally linked to the themes of the episode with a, a planet ruled by robots where humans are killed on site. Um, and also Leela asking, what do they feel about humanoid aliens? They're not fans. Um, according to someone else on Twitter, I think we'll credit everyone at the end when we look at things. Uh, this mm. is the first episode to feature the phrase, good news, everyone. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That it's stated as such on... Uh... One of the wikis as well. Mm-hmm. I was looking at it's just like, and hit, thus it begins, uh, which is which is great. Um, so yeah, then they head to the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Again, to come back to that um, allegory slash metaphor, like when Leela's giving Bender his instructions and he's about to go down, he's like, yes, Miss Leela, and I'm just there, just like, okay, right. <laughs> But uh, that sort of little back and forth between them is 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 pure like I think I've definitely had interactions like that with people who are telling me stuff. It it felt very real, like a oh I fucking hate when you have to be my boss kind of mm. bullshit. But also I I so I like that the whole uh, reveal at the end of them doing like the Rabonica things. Yeah, that isn't actually because of the events of the episode, it actually shows how much Fry and Leela do love him because mm-hmm, they start mm-hmm. setting it up just because he's in a bad mood. Yeah. And I think that's really sweet. I did too. Um, then, of course, they find out he's... They've found out he works with humans and is being dragged off and a really funny uh, yes. commercial a commercial break kind of yeah. thing, which I wish happened in more stuff, which is just like... Yeah. Leela, Leela, oh. what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Just like, I don't know... I w- if only I had two to three minutes to think about it. Um, it always makes me regret that there wasn't an ad break, like mm. like watching it on the DVD. Um, before we go into the second half of the episode, I wanted to give a shout out to the cold open because it really made me smile. Yes, sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah, no, so, so did I, so did I. But uh, it's Leela and Fry at the, like, the, the, the windshield of mm. the Planet Express ship, just like looking out at space. It's just like... Um, what do you think of the view? It's like, wow, it really puts everything into perspective. And you see a planet approaching, and then it hits the windshield because it's like <laughs> perspective. And Leela's just like presses the little button, and it's the windscreen wiper. Mm. And it's just, I, 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 I really was... like these moments where it's such a love letter because they're Fry is being genuine, just like, wow, it really does put things in perspective. And they just like, and we're gonna just skewer that nice little moment of niceness <laughs> and philosophy by reminding you, no, 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 this is a comedy. Like, yeah, perspective is everything. And for whatever creatures might have been living on that planet or not. I mean, also, I think this small moment is another little brick in the wall of mm-hmm. Fry Leela. Not romance, but I do like this episode does center on the fact that these people like each other yes. and like try to make it like F- Leela isn't showing off and Fry isn't being a jerk in the scene like they are just hanging out yeah and I think that's nice it's lovely um, and um that that continues on when they're sort of getting 
uh, when we get back after the ad break and they're like disguising themselves as robots. Yeah. And Leela's just like, okay, we're going to have to act, walk like robots, talk like robots, do like hundreds of tiny small equations like robots. And Fraser's <laughs> like, I can kind of dance like a robot and does does an attempt at the robot and Leela's just like, Pfft, and then does her own take on the robot. Uh, mm. And it just, it just makes me smile so hard. Yeah, Leela's really cool. Um... So, as they go to the robot planet, I have a question to ask you. Ooh. Be you robot or human? Robot, we be. Uh, yup. Just two robots out, roboting it up. Huh? Administer the test. Which of the following would you most prefer? A, a puppy? B, a pretty flower from your sweetie? Or C, a large, properly formatted data file. Choose! Shoot, C. Uh, is the puppy mechanical in any way? No, it is the bad kind of puppy. Then we'll go with that data file. Correct. The flower would also have been acceptable. Uh, well, if I was being true to myself, I, I would pick the puppy and then I would, of course, be killed. <laughs> is the puppy mechanical in any kind of way? No, no it's it... the bad kind of puppy. <laughs> But yeah, obviously, they after a moment conferring, Fry and Leela pick the uh, the data file. But what I love is that the robot's like the flower would also have been acceptable, <laughs> and it's just like again, that's one of Futurama's great strengths. Like we're gonna lean into this sci-fi, lean in, lean in, lean in. Whoop! Now we're gonna pull the rug out and just like do a little gag that you weren't expecting. Even the test is a gag because it's like we must administer the test. And it's just like a really pathetic little question. Yeah, like um, a reverse rudimentary Turing test that's just like ludicrously easy. And like the show completely accepts that whatever robots are, they do not make sense. Like, no, there's no consistency about robot life and gender and culture or anything. <laughs> And I, I think that's part of their strengths as mm. well, because they don't get into the nitty gritty of the whys. Like, there's a robot devil, there's robot hell. Like, this is a line from much later on, but I want to say it now because it's on the theme where uh, there's a close up of Leela um, as her and Fry are kind of joining the robot hunt. And she says, uh, Don't let anyone get a good look at you because of how crummy you look. And it zooms out and there's just like a really crummy looking robot next to her going like, oh, that hurt. And yeah. that feels part of the same thing, but there's just like multiple generations of robots of varying levels of sophistication. Mm. Um, and um, I suppose it's kind of what we later find out in the episode about how it is all propaganda and how the robot elders know that humans aren't dangerous. Mm. So that sort of kind of explains why that test is so ridiculously useless and pointless. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's not actually trying to do anything because they don't really expect humans to turn up. Uh, but we'll, we'll talk more about the robotes in a bit as much as they make me laugh. Mm. Silence! Um, um, <laughs> I, I, need, I need to start more sentences with the word silence <laughs> so they just carry on like I hadn't just said silence. Um, I love the Tetris joke. It's funny. Yes, 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 yes. It's a good yes. visual joke. The... Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a memory before I ever watched Futurama of someone, uh, I guess it was at school, telling me, oh, there's this really funny show called Futurama, and then explaining that joke to me. Oh, yeah. And then me seeking out Futurama because of that joke. Oh, that's awesome. Which is interesting. I love that. 
Um, I also like the got milk, then you're a human and you must be killed sign. <laughs> I missed that. That's great. Um, oh, um, I like when they're, they're, they're searching through the city and it's just like, okay, now just keep your eyes open for any robots. And then the big digital clock in the center turns to midday. And then it's just like robots just start flowing through. And it really reminded me of uh, Metropolis. Mm, just yeah. like that whole... Which is a cool commentary because that, that whole thing is about how the lower class are basically like effectively robots. They're just working purely monotonous tasks for the uh, overlords. But just those visuals really sort of evoked that similar sort of thing. Mm. Um, I like to say they're going around trying to find Bender and they have this photo of Bender in like a magician's outfit. It's such a good photo. <laughs> um, I, I like... I, this definitely feels like the moment in the series when the show, the characters are definitely moving away from being so one note. Yes. Um, like I know that in earlier ones we had Bender really wanting to be a folk singer and things like that, but like there's no explanation for him having this magician side thing. Whereas in later so- <laughs> seasons, it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel out of character at all to start no. an episode and he's doing some magic tricks. I think that's actually how an episode begins later on. Yeah, no, I th- that sounds really familiar. Like, I've definitely got vi- memories of him in, like, a tail coat with a top hat. And Fry in, like, a sparkly assistance outfit. Yes, 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 yes. That's uh, right. I love the uh, design and voice of this robot that comes up and says, Sir, are you aware you're leaking coolant at an alarming rate? <laughs> and um, offers him a hot resin patch. <laughs> what kind of robot would turn down a, a squirt of searing hot resin? Um... <laughs> The the fact that that, that Fry Leela successfully cover up cover it up with just like oh well we're off to do some monotonous task and this guy's like oh hard date um is just lovely and then Leela sneezes when he kicks up a dust cloud as uh, he wheels off and um they obviously get busted and what I like and I think this might be a, re- a movie reference but I couldn't determine which and it's some a trope or a device I've seen a lot so clearly it's a lot of callbacks but meets these two robot cops and points out he just opens his mouth and this sort of like really unholy screech mm. comes out and I'm wondering if it's something like the day that stood still it's or uh like... it's a reference to invasion of the body snatchers ah. where um uh towards the end of the film we all think there's body snatchers which are just people who disguise themselves as humans like aliens Mm. Uh, are all defeated and then of course uh, i think donald sutherland um oh, right. sort of turns and points at the scream and screams and like if you want to see that moment on youtube it is genuinely like like how horrifying you can get with just a facial expression and a sound is yeah. like amazing because i know they do um a riff on that in uh, the world's end as well the edgar wright movie with the the creatures mm, with their mouths yeah. and they let out that shrieking sound which is generally just sort of like ah i think that definitely move. affected a lot of uh, impressionable <laughs> young horror fans definitely um they sneak into a movie theater uh i and... love this it came from planet earth yeah. it's so it's such a good pastiche of like those I don't even say 50s because I think they're more like the big craze for 3D horror movies, which Mm. I feel is like probably, I want to say like late 60s, early 70s. I I don't know enough about the history of like cult cinema and Mm. stuff like that for that movement. 
I just have a lot of sympathy for Leela not being able to make the 3D glasses work on account of, you know, the one eye because 3D glasses don't work and 3D movies don't work on me either. So I was just mm. like, oh, Leela, I've been That's there. That's a good joke. I love it's... that the idea of robots having to wear 3D glasses as well. It's just like, yeah. It's, it's like a, a bit beautiful... like the gaydar thing. There's a, like a recurring joke of robots not actually being very sophisticated software-wise. Yeah. They have to use a lot of like knobs and buttons and things. Mm. Um, but yeah, the the whole the movie that they they end up seeing with these two robot teenagers on a date just like what if it's a human he's like oh come on baby it's fine it's just like matt groening and his ilk are really good at skewing that particular kind of convention because um there's definitely i i feel like it's a riff on uh i can't even remember the name of the movie series in the simpsons which is the no wait that's the blob monster that's the that is the horrible gelatinous blob the aliens in those movies look like the horrible gelatinous blob. Isn't it called Space Mutants? Like Space Mutants yes. 4 and stuff. Yeah. Like the like the Happy Little Elves. It was something they mentioned a lot in like season one and two and then sort of yeah. dropped. Um, but yeah, now I'm thinking about it. One, they definitely have a scene because like um, Bart goes with Milhouse and um, oh, what's her name? Samantha. Mm. Um, and they sneak into Space Mutants. And uh, there's the exact same sort of scene where the monster alien appears at the back and gets the, the teenagers who are on a date. But I'm just, yeah, no, that's the horrible gelatinous blob. I'm pre- it's pretty much identical design, and that's just made me really happy that I've just twigged that. Well, like, the, uh, <laughs> the these points of reference really show, like, what age the creator's at, and this feels mm. like a really... Uh, there's a lot of sneaking into horror movies and being scared content in Simpsons Futurama, and I feel like that's just a, a yeah. tie, you know, a thing. When they, uh, I, I like that the sort of the plot of the film is very similar to War of the Worlds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole kind of like they could withstand our most powerful weapons, but they were defeated by a harmless thing, um, a sharpened stick. Yeah, and like the the way that the general says it is just completely in the same tone as like those movies. Um, yeah. When they're leaving, I pause to make note of the film posters behind in the cinema. Oh, nice. What, um, what is there? So there's uh, there's a poster for It Came From Planet Earth. And then mm-hmm. there's um, I Was a Teenage Human. <laughs> uh, Buff Bot the Human Slayer. Um, nice. And then I couldn't completely read all of it, but it was uh, Bay Bot Streisand in Yenteltron. Oh, <laughs> But there was nice, a there was definitely nice. a subtitle that um some robots were in the way. Um, That's awesome. But uh, yeah, we we do we do learn to learn that this is all propaganda. Yeah. Um, yes. uh, so uh, this is all because the, the there is a sort of human hunt for Fry and Leela in progress. Um, the daily human hunt. Yes, no. and then uh, they go to a uh, gathering, a rally, a rally yes, with the mayor. Um, who's got that proper handlebar moustache kind of thing welded on that links to the mutton chops welded on the front of his face also his like mayor sash is written in those uh, oh yeah 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 yeah, whatever they are I don't even know what to begin to call those things like when you see a neon sign like when you can see all the bulbs yeah like yeah Um, that's great and then we get uh, we get the reveal of Bender yes Bender is now working for the evil robot planet Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe he went evil. 
I mean, Ivalur. <laughs> yeah. Um, it all makes sense. I mean, I, I love uh, in Bender's speech, he says um, he wants to, like, eradicate, like, all humans and some of the more cunning monkeys. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> um, a good joke. Um, and then when they, they initiate the human hunt with a trumpet <gasps> making it's, the Mac startup noise. That's, yes, it's just so good. It's so good. They have another great gag about computer software later when the judge in the after Fry and Lula get caught because mm. Bender was talking to them, but like the judge computer freezes during his judging <laughs> upload and everyone's just like, Oh, have you tried jiggling the cord? Turn him <laughs> off and on again. Yeah, the the, the parade of people trying to fix it because they think they know the best is very relatable. Yeah. Um, I have been part of that crowd many times. <laughs> um I like the uh the butter trap. <laughs> Yeah, modern day um, humans prefer a more low carb. Spread. Yeah, we get a little bit, we get a lot more info of realizing that these robots don't know much about humans, but also it's hauntingly accurate as well in some ways. Um, True. Uh, Bender... I love that Buddy gets busted because of his desire to look at old robot pornography. <laughs> yeah, the old adult bookstore. Um, yeah, so that's what that's in that scene. That's where Fry and Leela are caught. Um, we have that we have that great moment where like Bender's just like you don't see me any differently than you do the toaster or uh, something else and like you can this genuine hurt on Fry's face like and because like we've seen like Fry just like oh so the planet's uninhabited no it's (laughs) robots live there just like but I mean in the same way that a warehouse is inhabited by boxes Mm. like Fry clearly struggles with like the notion of robots having personhood generally yeah but like Bender is his friend. He does. He see. He know. He sees Bender as a person. And while like Fry has learning and growing to do, he's still not been in the future that long. He is not the smartest person in the world. Has been well established. Mm-hmm. But like Bender is his friend. So to have like Bender turn around and say, "You think this little of me," and like, but then Fry's like, "Okay, you want to stay here? You're my friend. Fine. I'm gonna miss you." Mm. He respects Bender's autonomy. Mm-hmm. As much as it hurts him. His automaton. Uh... Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a cute little trial scene uh, with the, the judge. He's a, just a face on a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they are uh, given the sentence of being treated like robots are on Earth mm-hmm. um, to perform medial tasks until they become obsolete and get given to a uh, middle school middle school <laughs> which thinks um, funny um, despite leela's frequent protests that she isn't a human she's like mm. one eye <laughs> um, so. yeah uh and then they we again i just want to get to the robot elders yeah we'd need to get to the robot elders <laughs> um and it, an interesting note i read on the wiki is that um they explain that they are carved from a meteorite that lands on the planet 400 centuries ago mm-hmm. and um Later on, well, earlier when they were doing the robot hunt, they mentioned it's for 146th human hunt, mm-hmm. which is 400 years if there's one a day. Awesome. Um, which is interesting. Way to go. Good consistency show. Uh, Good consistency. 
the but the, yes, the, the robot elders all have very interesting uh, personalities and voices. Yeah, they were like, like they're all like these hooded, cloaked figures with like their eyes are all different colors and like they're all sort of built on this similar frame, but like the eyes are in different places and they've all got these very different kinds of voices. Um, I like the one that's like this. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Oh, but uh, this whole thing about and this reveal with the robot elders, like, oh yeah, no, we know it's bollocks. We know it's propaganda, obviously. Um, the idea of uh, using someone, so using a group of people as a scapegoat to uh, mm-hmm. keep people distracted from the lug nut lug shorter, nut shortage um, is, you know, very relatable in all mm. human history. Um, and they, um, yeah, they want Ben because after this trial, it's just like, no, we need to kill the humans. Uh, <laughs> and mm. then they get, well, they want Ben to do it with the ceremonial killamajig, which is just, you think it's just like a whiffle bat, and then just like various <laughs> things start. It's, it's like, like very reminiscent of the suicide booth. Yes, just like all these various killing implements sort of like spring out of it, and of course, Bender is unable to do it. I also like the uh, line about how show us the like human brutality that's made you a media darling, which is good. I'm trying to. I've written. Uh, oh, I've written a note, and I literally don't know what it's about. But we can go past that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Fry or no. Bender says something to them that spins them into like a oh no what do we and they start discussing. Oh yeah, he learned from the movie about uh, oh humans breathe, breathe fire. Yeah, so he uh, threatens to do that. Get back and... or I'll breathe fire. You're just like oh is that do humans actually do that or did we did we make that up? <laughs> is that in the original or the remake? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Bender helps like Fry and Leela get out of their manacles and then then they run away and there's this great visual they get out of the town they get on the winch and they're going up and like fries like goodbye suckers and like the robots start stacking on top of each other like lego blocks mm. to catch up and then one catches up with fries just like hello sucker <laughs> and, um, uh, and and then bender delivers the box which he had not done yet mm. and uh it, he like hands it to the guy on the top and it topples over the stack and then they all hit the ground and then it's full of lug nuts and it's just like this explosion of lug nuts and everyone's just like, oh, thank you, thank the humans. Yes. Which Everything is just... ties up. Yes. And uh, they, Bender goes back to Jeff and they have the, the best and probably first ever Robonica. Yeah, I, I, I like that Bender's just like, you guys know Robonica's not real, right? And they're like, oh yeah, we know. Mm. Um, Again, because it's about their friend. And then um, we get some... Uh, we get a good little music and like the the Fry and Leela do their uh, robot dances and Ben is just like, wow, that's amazing. How the hell do you do that? <laughs> I like the beer bottle menorah as well. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's, there, there's a lot of uh, like Jewish humor in the show. Uh, David X. Cohen is Jewish and mm-hmm. um, I de- you definitely get more of a sense of it in this show than in uh, The Simpsons. Simpsons. Yeah. Um, I also don't know if that has anything to do with sort of the New York setting as well. Maybe. Compared to Simpsons kind of middle generic America. That tracks. Um, I, I, I really like as the episode closes, we get this little montage of photos of them like doing the chair <laughs> dance. Um, yeah. At one point, uh, like Bender's coming up, 
fry with a broken bottle. And <laughs> yeah. the, the, the final shot is the three of them just sort of looking up at the camera, which is a really great shot of just like the three of them being friends. But I didn't remember this, but you can see the band-aids on the sides <laughs> of Fry's neck where clearly Bender managed to get him with the broken beer bottle before Leela <laughs> interceded. Yeah. Um, but that's why they love Bender. They they, he, they he like the fact that he could kill them at any second. Indeed. Um, so that's a kind of summary of the episode. Like, it, it's it's a bit of a... I mean, I don't want to use the term filler episode because th- this is a standalone kind of sitcom-type show, but um, I guess it, it's we're starting to get into the episodes which aren't, like, introducing things. Mm-hmm. Um... I, we've got some axes. I don't know what to call this section. The the I like saying axe. Yeah, uh, that's okay. From Twitter. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, so we got one from uh, Ronan who uh, mentions a lot of things we've said, um, and then says, uh, "Benton's uh, uh, Bender's nascent class consciousness, which he's mostly um, which he's mostly using to skive off work." Um, and the robot elters that exploit for propaganda, um, basically just saying like, uh, I think this person wants to do a Marxist assessment of Futurama. Ronan, um, seriously, if you really want to do this, I, I will help facilitate this. I am quite happy for you to come on. We'll get you on, and we'll we'll talk about your Marxist ass- uh, assessment of Futurama because I want to hear it. Yeah, I like that idea. So yeah, we we um, always do like. A call for emails and stuff and Twitter stuff uh, about a week before and then an hour before for last minute ones. And obviously Ronan didn't have the time to fill this in. So um, I'll use this moment to remind people that if you would like to send in emails about anything, um, the next episode is oh, I love uh, next episode. A Fish Full of Dollars, uh, which is the first episode to feature Mom. Um, mm-hmm. It's the one about the sardines. Um mm-hmm. I like it for a lot of reasons, actually. And, it's, a, uh, it's a really cracking episode. I'm looking forward to it. So if you have thoughts and opinions and favourite bits from that episode, uh, be sure to send them to us at Futurama Fancast on Twitter and FuturamaFancast at gmail.com. And we've got individual Twitters if you'd rather get in contact with us there. Uh, I'm at Jade Oxford Rose. I'm at Hamish Steele. Have you got anything uh, else you want to say? Uh, nah, I think, uh, I think we're good. So, uh, this is the crew of the Planet Express ship signing off for another week. So long, jerkwads. Silence!